This show has explicit language and probably has mature themes. Hey, John, would you give us that intro look? I'm Dexter Sorensen. I looked some stuff up on Wikipedia, watched some YouTube about it, and I'm going to explain it to my friend David Gerondale. David, hey, man. Hey. Hey. What are we going to learn about? Impeachment. Appropriate. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, Highly I, topical. Yeah, I figured since it's been in the news lately, we could talk about the process of impeachment. Yeah, actually, a couple of people have just asked me recently, um people in my life like what i think the likelihood of it going all the way and like what the ramifications would be and i felt like woefully ill-prepared to actually really? answer any of their questions well now you beyond will... like very surface level stuff well now you <clears throat> will know kind yeah, of i'm excited because it's still a political thing and you still like can't predict the future exactly oh of course of course but but like i i was i was unable to describe the entire process okay, and so, so i couldn't tell them yeah, uh, we'll Much start with going over just a little bit about like the current goings-ons. Okay. Um, but we're not going to hammer on it because we want it to be like a timeless episode for impeachment. Right. But, but still, but there is current things that are going on right now that could be like we Right. Talk Regardless about. of how far this goes, this will always become history now because a formal inquiry yeah. has been mm-hmm. launched. Absolutely. So we're recording this on Friday, September 27th. <laughs> Um, after dismissing multiple calls for impeachment, starting out pretty much immediately after Trump assumed office, Nancy Pelosi just barely announced that she'll be starting formal, a formal impeachment inquiry. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House. Speaker of the House. Um, a Democrat. Yep. Who are the majority. This <laughs> is assuming house. that people in way in the future listen to this episode <laughs> and way, don't way. know any of that. <laughs> so... This comes after revelations from a CIA whistleblower who worked for a time in the White House that Trump attempted to bribe the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, to dig up dirt on his political opponent, Joe Biden. Right, and specifically his son, Hunter. Hunter, who... And his business dealings in Ukraine. Yeah, he's like, uh, like became some sort of board member for a Ukrainian gas company. I see. Mm Mm-hmm. And but like that had already been investigated and the timeline of the accusation of that doesn't really make sense. So it's like, why was he trying to get that much dirt on it anyway? Um, but anyway, co- uh, Congress had already approved military funding for help with Ukraine's military. Right. Mm-hmm. But Trump didn't allow it to go through. Yep. And had had that conversation. Um, in summary of the transcripts, Trump says that America does a lot for Ukraine. The well, Ukraine doesn't do so much for us. Okay, but yeah, let us, let us be clear, there. though. We don't have a real transcript. Oh, no, no, what no. We this, were, in what the summary of the transcript the, written yeah. by the Trump White House. But even calling in a summary of a transcript, what it really is is just people's recollection. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. just people's recollection of what was said. And that and this conversation happened over the summer. Yeah. Um, I think in July. 
But this is what they released. And this there is, is an like, official transcript. This is, well, yeah, it was hidden like a fucking secret yep, server. Yep, it was hidden in a secret server that's for cla- highly classified information. Which was also, which is also like evidence of a cover up, in my opinion. Or at least an attempted cover up. But uh, it's certainly evidence that they don't want people to know what was said. But even in the summary, right after, after he says he does a lot, we do a lot for Ukraine and they don't either. He immediately asked the Ukrainian president to look into Joe Biden's son, Hunter. Yeah. And his involvement in the gas company and shit like that. So it's like Republicans will say there is not a quid pro quo exactly. But like that's fucking mafia talk. Like that's exactly how you say it without saying it exactly. Yeah. And and that's exactly how it works in court, too, is that – a quid pro quo in mafia cases has been established that like if I say if I come into your shop and I say it would be unfortunate if something were to happen to yeah. your fine establishment here and then I say give me 50 bucks um, that we've established a quid quid pro quo yeah, that can be that, that's established in a court of law yeah um, that I expect you to pay me. In exchange, I will not damage your fine shop. I didn't say that exactly, but you know what? I said it. But in court, just that, just that statement can be established as the lawful uh, definition of quid pro quo. And in this case, that is bribery. Mm -hmm. After consulting six different caucuses, Nancy Pelosi has decided to back a formal impeachment inquiry. So let's talk about what actually is impeachment. Wikipedia says impeachment is the process by which the lower house of a legislature brings charges against a civil officer of government for crimes alleged to be committed. And it's kind of analogous to the bringing of an indictment by a grand jury. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So at the federal level, the charges are brought by the house of representatives. Yep. Mm -hmm. They write up articles of of impeachment, which are analogous to charges. Okay. And if the House votes to impeach by a simple majority, the Senate then moves ahead with the trial of the impeached federal official. I see. Okay. Mm. And then if the Senate, like, does vote to convict in the trial, they do it by a two-thirds majority. And then the federal official mm. is removed from office. Two-thirds majority. Yep. Seems like a long shot. It is kind of a long shot. That's why you have to have uh, bipartisan support for an impeachment. Certainly. And why it's so rare. All right, let's get on to what the Constitution says about impeachment. Okay. So Article 1, Section 2, Clause 5 says, The House of Representatives shall have the sole power of impeachment. And then Article 1, Section 3, Clause 6 says, The Senate shall have the sole power to try all impeachments. When sitting for that purpose, they shall be on oath or affirmation. When the President of the United States is tried, the Chief Justice shall preside. It's kind of a tongue twister. And no person shall be convicted without the concurrence of two-thirds of members present. So basically it says impeachment's a two-step process. Okay. Uh, you're probably going to get to this, but it, during the trial, can they 
Can they force the president to testify? No, they can't. They cannot. No, no, no. They the, even during the pre- no, because how, in the Constitution it doesn't say that the person was forced to testify. I thought uh, he was forced to testify in other stuff related to the impeachment inquiry, and he may have just decided to show up. Okay, because it is up me. to their discretion. Okay. Um. Yeah. So the House charges the federal official with wrongdoings which is the Articles of Impeachment, and the Senate holds trial. Gotcha, yeah, yeah. And so Article 1, Section 3, Clause 7 says, Judgments in cases of impeachment shall not extend further than to removal from office and disqualification to hold and enjoy any office of honor, trust, or profit under the United States, but the party convicted shall nevertheless be liable and subject to indictment, trial, judgment, and punishment according to the law. Right, because there is some. Yeah. There's actually some argument that maybe the Constitution does not allow for a sitting president to be indicted. Yeah, and there so, is. That's why Mueller didn't do any of that shit. Exactly, and so once you're impeached and once you're removed from office, then the you statute of limitations be. on the, all those things has not ended. Yeah, impeachment just removes you from office. You can be tried at a later time. Yeah, through the regular and process also, of the law. The Trump family is under a lot of civil lawsuits right now because of their business handlings while in office. Yeah. Um, and so all of those will continue on, and they won't have the support of the Department of Justice. I know. Think anymore. about it. If he like, soon as he doesn't, soon as he isn't president anymore, he can be charged for all that shit. It's funny because that's exactly the situation Caesar was in, except he wasn't president. He was. <laughs> he'd kind of already been president, and his term Caesar. of service was up, and so he was a governor of an outlying province, and he. Uh, Basically, his term was up, and they were like, you got to come back to Rome, and they were like, to get your next assignment. But really, he knew that they were going to try him for yeah. all of the crimes he had committed while he was in office. Yeah. Um, and so he just like took his entire army and marched on Rome and <laughs> uh, became basically the first emperor. He called himself first citizen, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. Princeps. Uh, I hope Trump doesn't try to do that. Yeah, that's highly doubtful. Our military <laughs> doesn't work the way the Roman military no. did. Our military is really good. That's why Our I military think, is the That's why I think zombie movies are mostly ridiculous. Yeah. Because of the American military. Oh yeah. Well not only yeah, the organization more than anything of the yeah. like the mobilization, the organization of the military more than anything. More than its firepower or anything. Oh absolutely. Um but also our military in all of the Western world is I think feel like is a really good example in all of the world rather is a really good, good example of non interference politically. Our generals, regardless of their political leanings, um, generally, yeah, generally, (laughs) um, like uh, they operate in the best interest of our country's security. Yeah. Article two, section two. The president shall have the power to grant reprieves and pardons for offenses against the United States, except in cases of impeachment. So the president can't grant pardons for impeachment. Okay. Article 2, Section 4. The president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Okay, I see. Yeah, um, that part's, like, really tricky. Like, treason and bribery are pretty straightforward. Like, 
we have a pretty good fucking understanding of what that means. Right. But high crimes and misdemeanors, it might seem like if the president or vice president or any other official commits a crime, then they should be removed from office. That makes sense, yeah. But that's like historically, it hasn't actually been seen. Because when they say misdemeanors in the Constitution, they don't mean like a misdemeanor like loitering or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Some other petty petty crime. What they really mean is something unbecoming of a civil servant. Well, yeah, the impeachment is seen as a way to protect our constitutional democracy. Yeah. Um, and so, like, impeachable offenses aren't necessarily only behavior that breaks laws, but also behavior that Congress sees as a threat to that democracy. Right, certainly, and that's why Bill Clinton was impeached. Mm-hmm. He was behaving in a way that was that was not only unethical and immoral, but also unbecoming of a civil servant and certainly the leader of this nation in the free world. Yeah, absolutely. And also because impeachable offenses aren't necessarily behavior that breaks the law, it also means the behavior that does break the law doesn't mean that breaking a law automatically means the person is subject to impeachment. Right. So, like, because it goes both ways, if you break the law, you're not necessarily subject to impeachment. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think I wrote that really backwardly. No, and I feel like this presidency has maybe established that already. <laughs> Absol- absolutely, yeah. Um, so, basically, the House decides what a high crime or misdemeanor is. Okay. That m- and yeah. they only need a simple majority to take it to the Senate for trial. Okay. So, that part's easy. Yeah, that part's So easy. we will almost definitely get there. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Wikipedia says, Officials have been impeached and removed from for drunkenness, biased decision-making, or introducing parties to enter financial transactions, none of which is specifically criminal. Oh, okay. So while impeachment seems like a criminal trial, it isn't actually a criminal trial at all. Because in a regular criminal trial, you are charged for breaking a law that has been specifically defined ahead of time. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. As Elizabeth Joe says on the impeachment episode of the podcast, What Trump Can Teach Us About Con Law. Have you listened to that one? No. It's hosted by Roman Mars of 99% Invisible. Okay. It's seriously fucking good. Um, Elizabeth Joe is like a law scholar or like like a lawyer i don't know who she is actually but she basically spells out everything and there's like it's sporadic but roman mars is the host and so he like asks her questions it's really good what trump can teach us about law con law anyway in that episode of impeachment she says in the real world you can't be tried for generally bad stuff we think you did but we'll decide on it right before the trial but that's really what impeachment is, <laughs> right? <laughs> there is no clearly defined crime ahead of time. Yeah, like in Bill Clinton's case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, in a impeachment, there's no right to appeal, which you do have if convicted in a criminal trial. Okay, right. Because, mm. yeah, it is in every sense not a criminal trial. No, not at all. A crime may have led to it. May have. May have. Yeah. But not necessarily. The and it will be separate from the criminal trial that may come of that later. Later. The only time the courts even get involved at all is when the president is on trial in the Senate after being impeached by the House. 
So in that case, the chief justice of the Supreme Court presides over the Senate trial. Instead of what regularly happens in all other cases in which the vice president presides in their regular duty as president of the Senate. I see. But <laughs> the Constitution has a glaring oversight and doesn't actually say if a vice president would preside over his own trial. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they made the assumption that that would be well, yeah. well, off and the table. They probably did. Like Some people say there's like this absurdity thing. Obscurity thing? Absurdity. Absurdity? Ab- it's, uh, let me find it. Oh, and uh, some people say that the understanding of the absurdity norm would prevent a vice president from presiding over their own trial. So okay, it's a norm. yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, like it, it, the Constitution should, should be read from a, the, a reasonable point of view. But yeah, um, I think so. But since no vice president has ever been impeached, we don't actually know. Um, it hasn't been tested, in other words. It hasn't been tested. Others point out that it's not barred by from happening by the Constitution, and the president of the Senate only votes to break ties. So they don't actively vote. They only vote to break ties. So if the two-thirds majority is a requirement, it makes the presider's vote moot. I see. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah. So then basically, like, there's no instance like, in which cares? the vice president would have any authority. Yeah. In that. Which Even also if they did preside over as the president of the Senate. But if they intended that, why would they have cared if the vice president presided over the president's impeachment? Maybe because the numbers uh, <coughs> change with new states. That's then, a good point. Then maybe, maybe there an is an even two-thirds. I think it's just an oversight. I think it is, too. Um, <laughs> so uh, usually the impeachment process starts with what's happening right now with an investigation or an impeachment inquiry. Okay. So Wikipedia says, first, the Congress investigates. This investigation typically begins in the House Judiciary Committee, <laughs> but may begin elsewhere. For example, the Nixon impeachment inquiry began in the Senate Judiciary Committee. The facts that led to the impeachment of Bill Clinton were first discovered in the course of an investigation by independent counsel Kenneth Starr. You yep. wrote that star report? Yeah. Yeah. So in all of American history, the House of, has only impeached 19 people. Okay. And the Senate has only ever conducted 16 trials. Oh, interesting. Uh, they probably resigned. And only eight of those people have been removed from office. They were all federal judges. Oh, all of the people removed from office were federal judges? Mm-hmm. So Andrew By the Johnson? House. He wasn't removed from office. Oh. They were all federal judges. One example of a federal judge removed from office via impeachment is the case of West Humphreys. So West Humphreys was appointed by Franklin Pierce in 1853 to be a federal district court judge in Tennessee. But Tennessee seceded from the Union in 1861. Okay. And then and then the Confederate President Jefferson Davis appointed West to be federal judge for the Confederate States of America. But the thing that <laughs> the thing that West Humphreys did is he didn't quit his job as a federal judge for the Union. Okay. Yeah. Weird technicality. 
Um, like there were 13 other federal judges who joined the Confederacy, but he was the only one who didn't quit. And federal judge appointments are for life. So if they didn't want him to be able to continue issuing legal orders while being in open rebellion against the <laughs> United States, they had to impeach him. I see. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the union, they were like, fuck that. And they impeached him and removed him from office. And the Senate trial only took two hours. It was the shortest in history. Yeah, it's pretty cut and dry. Pretty cut and dry. Um, three officials have been charged with bribery, and all three were removed. Those were all judges. Okay. Um, Wait, so, okay, so three th- three were charged with bribery and all were removed. No presidents have been removed, but this is also an unprecedented presidency. Yeah. Hmm. We'll see. <clears throat> we'll see. Only two presidents have ever been impeached, Andrew Johnson and Bill Clinton. Okay. And, you know, maybe possibly if you're listening in the future, Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. So so Nixon doesn't count because... He resigned before his impeachment. Ah, uh, yes, he did. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, Andrew Johnson was impeached in 1863 for firing his secretary of war after months of fighting with him over how to handle reconstruction. Like that, a whole back and forth. Wikipedia says 35 senators voted guilty and 19 voted not guilty, thus falling short by a single vote of the two-thirds majority required for conviction under the Constitution. Okay. So, yeah, he barely scraped by yep. on his teeth. <laughs> Is that how it goes? Hair of the teeth? Anyway, the Senate Skin didn't convict teeth. him. Skin of the teeth. <laughs> The Senate didn't convict him, and he remained president. And then Bill Clinton was impeached in 1998 for perjury and obstruction of justice related to the Lewinsky scandal. Wikipedia says the perjury charge arose from Clinton's testimony before a grand jury that had been convened to investigate the perjury he may have committed in his sworn deposition during the Jones v. Clinton Paula Jones sexual harassment lawsuit. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, And, but the obstruction charge was based on his actions to conceal his relationship with Lewinsky before and after that deposition. Mm -hmm. Um, The Senate then uh, acquitted Clinton on both charges. They voted 55 not guilty and 45 guilty on the perjury charge. And they've, and 50-50 on the obstruction of justice charge. Hmm. But both fell short of the two-thirds needed to remove him from office. So he, too, like Andrew Johnson, remained in office. And the final vote was along party lines, with no Democrats voting guilty and only a handful of Republicans voting not guilty. I would like to think the Democrats would vote, would join that line nowadays after the Me Too movement. And it's just like fucking obvious yeah um i ho- i would hope so i, would I mean hope i so. think uh nah that's a discussion for another time that but actually I think, is i do think yeah but yeah i think that um hopefully things have changed and democrats would actually make the a more moral decision but i don't know decision. Uh, to, in my honest opinion a lot of the it's older democrats parties a lot of the older democrats yeah still adhere to a lot of older political ideals yep I think like a lot of the younger people voted into office recently certainly would not vote along party lines if they thought something immoral had been done 
but I think some of the older Democrats might. Yeah. Um, see, that's Clinton, and we'll see what happens with Trump. Yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. And we'll won't. see what happens. I think he. Uh, what do you, like? What do you think? Do you think he'll be impeached? Oh, he. I mean, he will certainly go to trial. Yeah, yeah. I do think, like you, that um, the House will vote to impeach. Yeah, he'll be the third president. Almost ever certainly, be in my mind. Um, do you think then he'll be removed from office? I'm not holding my breath. Me neither. I I think that if Mitt Romney gets his shit together and actually convinces the people, um, he might convince a good handful of Republicans to turn. We'll see. turn uh, but the, I don't the, think the it'll happen. The never Trumper movement died a long time ago. I know. I don't think it'll happen, but I just think it could happen. Oh yeah, don't I mean don't get me wrong. People know my political leanings on this show by now. Yeah. I'm hoping that it happens, but and then yeah. I'm hoping just like a, a sea of civil lawsuits and criminal lawsuits buries <laughs> that family. That's personally right. what I really want I would, to happen. I'd be alright with that. Um you got anything else you want to talk about regarding impeachment? Mm. Do you feel like you understand it now? Oh yeah, I understand it a lot better now. Okay. And that's it for this episode. Dexplanations is recorded at Rabbit Studios in Eugene, Oregon. It's produced, edited, and provided them sweet licks by Jonathan Cunningham. Art and logo by Monet Moran. Social media by Alicia Fentress. I want to thank our newest patron on Patreon, Emily C. Thank you so much. Seriously, support means everything to me, everyone on the Dexplanations team, and to the show itself. If you, too, want to support the show like Emily C., go to patreon.com slash Dexplanations. Tell a friend to listen to your favorite episode or leave a review on iTunes. Likely, we got a bunch of things wrong. If you want to tell me about it or just want to bullshit, hit me up at Dexplanationspodcast at gmail.com, tweet me at Dexplanations, or comment on the Instagram. I'll bring it up in a later episode or do a new episode about it. Oh, and as for you... Your behavior is ideal, and I would never even think of impeaching you. Bye now.